Welcome in, one and all. We're glad to have you. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Please feel free to go ahead and do so. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, by the way, do not forget uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Rock Ventures and Lux Golf Bays in Franklin. They have the uh, the North Pole experience going on right now. They have got to the ski hill or the uh, sledding and, and um, uh, tubing hill going on right now. And so much good stuff. Uh, it's Milwaukee's newest mixed-use entertainment district. And they got uh, the Milky Way uh, drive-in. They've got uh, the Milkmen play there in the summertime. Uh, they've got uh, all kind, just all kinds of stuff over there. I mean, it just continues to grow. It's just huge. That complex, but Lux Bay Golf, they have a ton of golf bays. I mean, a ton of golf bays over there. And they're heated. That's the best part about it. They're heated this time of year. Hell yeah. Go over there, swing the club, get your game on, keep it uh, keep it fresh. Uh, you can take a big group over there. Good place to have maybe a Christmas party if you're a business. Go over and swing some clubs. You're good to go. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, by the way, um, uh, the, uh, the the golf, uh, golf ventures over there, the Lux Bay, they have, it's called the Enchanted North Pole. The Enchanted North Pole. There's hot cocoa and brunches and treats from Mrs. Claus and Photo opportunities, you can build toys, you can get all kinds of neat stuff. So, But they do have VIP experiences and Lux Golf events, and they have 57 bays that are heated, so don't forget about them. Uh, this is now going to the, do you want to see Jim Leonard be the next defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, 524 votes cast over on Twitter. 72.3% of you say yes, 27.7% of you say no. Here's a tweet I want to read for you. Uh, in Jim Leonard's defensive coordinator tenure, he in 2016 through 2022, uh, the Badgers were combined three and eleven versus Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Zero and five uh, versus Ohio State. Zero and three versus Penn State. Three and three versus Michigan. They play Ohio State three times, Penn State four times, Michigan one time. The Packers don't play Purdue, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. Uh, and freaking Iowa. So many deluded fans out there. Wow. So this is from Luke, who tweeted us that. He said, these are these are the exact facts. Don't be stupid. Give me your thoughts, Ben. Uh, can we add some context to each of those games? Because, I mean, wins and losses are not a defensive coordinator stat. Sometimes, nor is the score. Like, yeah, they lost. They got dump trucked by Ohio State this season. I don't know if I'm going to put all that on Jim Leonard when it was clear the roster and the defense he had out there wasn't really equipped to stop what Ohio State was doing. But I mm-hmm. not he's not, you know, to the side of all blame there, but that was a, a tough ask. They lost to Penn State in 2021, 16 to 10 in a game where the offense turned the ball over three times in the red zone. The right. defense was terrific. They lose to Michigan 38-17 when it was a really close game at halftime and then Mertz gets hurt. Chase Wolf comes in. Offense turns it over four times, and then Michigan just ran away with it at the end. Like, uh, uh, not all those losses are just losses. Uh, if anything, right. the defense has been what kept him in the game, and the offense just hasn't done the job. See, that's that's the thing. That's like when people say, "Well, Rodgers, here's his postseason record." 
and he's one in five in NFC Championship games. Yeah, but most of the time they don't have any business being there to begin with. And by the time you get to the NFC Championship game, you're usually playing really, really good teams. And the defense has been exposed more often than not. It hasn't necessarily been the offense. It's been the defense. Last couple of years, I agree. You could maybe say that. But for the most part, you go back to 2014, that wasn't Rodgers. You go back to that uh, that game in San Francisco, that wasn't Rodgers. Defense couldn't stop Mostert to save their life. They had no business playing against Atlanta in Atlanta. I mean, he willed him there with that play uh, to Jared Cook, bringing him back with a bad calf muscle in the game uh, down in Dallas. So uh, you're right. You can't just look at the record and go, oh, there you go. That's a determination. I agree that it's not good against top-notch teams. But I'm not uh, I'm not putting all that on, uh, on, uh, on, on Jim Leonard. Lambeau West says, does his scheme cause bad tackling? Yeah. It, scheme can, can, yeah. If you're not in a position to make a play and you're being asked to do something and instead of setting up, breaking down a play, sticking a shoulder into somebody, instead you're chasing the play or you're covering a zone in which instead of, you know, having a guy man-to-man in a particular situation or what have you, then you're trying just to grab a guy down the road. Yeah, it can. It, scheme can actually cause bad tackling. I would say, especially a scheme that guys don't believe in. I would say Joe Barry's does. I would argue Jim Leonard's scheme creates good tacklers. Like, look mm-hmm. at all the inside linebackers that don't get drafted that are thought to be not athletic enough for the NFL. Jack Sanborn, T.J. Edwards, they all go in and they're great. Um, it's also like the pro game. You're playing with NFL players against an NFL team. Jim Leonard often has had three and four star recruits going up against a dream team Ohio State unit. It's tough right. for any defensive coordinator to win or win those matchups with the personnel mismatch. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm not saying, look, that there are times that, you know, Jim Leonard's had missteps. I, I Everybody does. But I'm not, I'm not laying that at his, his, his door. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do it. Um, Judge uh, Smale's burner account says talent discrepancies in the NCAA is a real thing. That 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, Tom says Ohio State's uh, out, out, Ohio State outscored Leonard's defense 151 to 70 in the last four games. Okay, Tom, I understand that, but tell me what they've done to other teams as well. First and foremost, how big of a discrepancy is that versus other teams? And you're talking about one of the they're a perennial Final Four team every year again the only the only comparison you have is to the best the best of the best the big 10 champion for years and years and years up until the last two years that's my point yes you'd like to see them shut down ohio state i completely agree with that uh but again are you comparing the same level of talent much like ben just stated you're 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 going up against the five-star recruits that they have, they have backups to the backups that are five star recruits at Ohio State, and you're getting it done with three and four star recruits at, at Wisconsin, and coaching them up. So I look, 
You know, and again, how much did the uh, did the offense play into that? Did they turn the ball over numerous times? Did they not move the ball numerous times? Was the defense on the field far too long? Somebody who runs the same defensive scheme as Petten, who the Packers fired a year and a half ago. Am I missing something? I really think someone with a track record is needed. Your thoughts? Um, do you ever see what Mike Zimmer runs or Vic Fangio runs? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Vic Fangio is a 3-4 guy, right? I, I'm just, there's, look, I, I've said this from the, from the get-go. You put the right people in the right place to make a play, they'll make a play. That's their job. That's their job. Uh, we've argued this, you know, go back years and years and years. 3-4 versus 4-3 versus the hybrid. The bottom line is nobody plays it that way. Nobody plays base. You're in base maybe 20, 25% of the game at most. Most of the time, most teams today are playing nickel. Nickel and dime. They don't the, – the way you get it done is with good pass rushers on the outside, a beast up the gut, a good middle linebacker, and good coverage. That's the way you get it done. You don't get it done anymore running four big bodies at offenses. You just don't do that very often. Not many teams do that. Most of the time, they're in nickel. It's how you run that. I think most defensive coordinators at this point would say, okay, it's all nickel all the time. I'm going to look and see, you know, what my talent is versus what your talent is in running nickel. That's it. Because you don't run base defenses anymore. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Um Rick says Murphy's going to retire in a couple of years. You just have to wait for new leadership at the top. The whole thing with Mark Murphy, I, my question over and over and over and over and over and over again, what is Mark Murphy's responsibility? What is Mark Murphy's responsibility? Can anybody that really understands the situation tell me what Mark Murphy's responsibility is? Because it's not you what you think Papa it is. Murphy. Papa Murphy. It's not, it's, it's. He runs a sledding it, hill, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, right. According to most, yeah, that's all he does is Mark Murphy shows up for work. He grabs a lollipop and he runs across the street and goes down a sledding hill. That's what people think. But, but what is Mark Murphy's job? His main job, his main number one overall responsibility. Can anybody tell me? Can anybody tell me? Raise your hand if you can. Because the number one responsibility is to keep that's what he's been entrusted to. That's it. Everything else everything else is is semantics. His number one job is to keep the team financially viable. Now, it's the product on the field to keep it solid. The business side of things to make sure that they're selling merchandise, to make sure that the properties that they're purchasing are renovated and capable of making money, to figure out more, bigger, better ways to make the experience for game day fan appreciative to keep fans coming back. All of that. But your number one priority as the president of the Green Bay Packers, is to make sure that this team remains financially viable so you never have to worry about losing it. 
Number one, because you don't have an owner. That's it. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's up? Well, Bill, I have a new favorite Christmas song. All I want for Christmas is new chords. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I got some things for you, Billy, just off the top of my head. How many Super Bowls did Ron Wolf win? Uh, One. How many, Ted? One. Yeah. So all these people that wanted, you know, didn't like Ted because he was nothing compared to Ron Wolf. Better start looking at those draft records. And speaking of drafts, all these people have been bashing the hell out of Goody all year for this horrible draft. Doesn't look so bad now, does it? Christian Watson is, if we are seeing what we're seeing, definitely a one or a high two. The Dobbs kid, he showed well. Amari Turi's gotten on the field. When the defensive uh, beast, Gary, went down, Ingabarki, I think his name is, he's showing. Ingabarki, yeah. I mean, that draft's starting to look pretty good. Zach Tom steps right in at left tackle. Not a whole lot of problems going on there. And we haven't even seen some of the other kids off of it. So get off of Goody's back, folks, because I think the guy knows what he's doing. Um, he's got the most difficult situation in football right now because you've got a situation that, as you have said, over and over and over and over started again is when Rodgers had the Brett Favre syndrome and goes, I don't know if I want to play, I don't know if I'm going to play that. And that whole blender ended up in that ridiculous contract. The only problem I have now when you say, okay, this is cutter fish bait with Jordan Love. The kid's going to be 26 years old next year, I believe. I don't think he's a young kid anymore. And when mm-hmm. you get to that level in the NFL, you better make a decision on him. What have you got? Are you going to put him out right. there, get him on the field? few of their clubs can do uh as far as jimmy leonard you gotta be kidding me i mean seriously anybody that knows football across the country league wide and say he's a brilliant defensive mind does that translate to the nfl hey do we know i don't know pete carroll was a heck of a defensive coordinator oh that's right he got fired a bunch of times and was a bad head coach and now he's in seattle doing miracles it's this, it's this mentality of what, oh, look at that, look at that. Comparing what Jimmy Leonard had to go up against, like you said, against Ohio State, Michigan, is a joke. Because he's taking kids off the street, some kids like him, that just want to play football. I, the one thing that kind of bugs me and always bugged me, even when I did what you're doing for a living, is this rose-colored glasses thing at, oh, my gosh, every free agent wants to come to Green Bay. No, they don't. Every great player wants to come to the Badgers because we build offensive line. No, they don't. But they work very hard at what they're doing. Have they made mistakes? You bet they have. But I think Jimmy Le- – who's the, who's the defensive coordinator right now in Minnesota? Is uh, Ed oh, Donatel by any chance? Yes. Yeah. Where was he? Oh, I believe he was in Green Bay, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, a, it's just like this flavor of the month crap. They saw Zimmer get fired and they're like, Oh, he's a mean, tough, you know, Lombardi type. We'll bring him in. He got fired because he couldn't communicate. He couldn't get along. This is a different type of football. And like you said, it's nickel most of the time anyway. And if, if here's, if I, I will at, say this though, you bring a bed down to tell. That's not the best example because there's a lot of people feel that they have more talent on that team than what they're showing and their scoring per per game 
is terrible. Their defense is in lower third when it comes to that. And a lot of people want to see Donatel fired over there in Minnesota. Yeah, they feel yeah. they're better than what they are. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He got fired in Green Bay. I think he was in Denver, if I remember right, too. You know, it, it, it's just it's just this constant looking at. I think what, what I'm seeing, Bill, and hearing more than anything else is there's too many people that are taking all the things they say from either the social media or the sports talk, not necessarily the local sports talks like you, because you know your crap, but you get these national guys. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's all they listen to. Listen to guys like Bill. Listen to, and, and Ben had a great point when he said that. Those are mm-hmm. level three, maybe level fours against level fives. I mean, I work radio in Ohio. I couldn't believe that Ohio State program. It's like a it's like a football factory. Oh yeah, it's just absolutely five guys, and the money. Five guys, five the, the, I mean, it's just it, it's just it's. I appreciate the phone call. I got to run, but it's drastically different monetarily at Ohio State than it is at I'd say ninety five, ninety seven percent of the programs in the country. It's just it's just a different animal. It's it in. It, within a you go the three hundred mile radius, you go two hundred miles outside of Columbus, Ohio. I mean, it's still a big deal, but inside that 200-mile rate, it's it's a factory of money and machine and care and live and breathe and eat and sleep and die for that program. And, and that's just what it is. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Feel free. Uh, good stuff over there, too, by the way. Certainly don't listen to you. me, for the record. I, I no, don't want this I'll notion out there. Good, that, no, you uh, make, like, like what? You make good points? Yeah, once a couple. Uh, once in a few weeks, you know? Yeah. Well, the the one thing I will say, I, I, you go back to the when when you know Goody took over in 2018, January in 2018, I believe is when he took over. But his first draft was 2018. Between 2018 2019, he's got what four players on this team out of that draft. That's that's not good. That's not good. 2020, obviously, Joe, still have Jordan Love, uh, Deguara, but he's not really kind of become the Swiss Army knife you wanted him to be. Uh, there's AJ He's my Dillon. breakout candidate next year, by the way. Okay. Just well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> uh, John Runyon's still here. Jake Hansen's still here. Um, but you're, you're, you're looking, you know, you've got Amari Rogers gone out of 2021 already. Um, you know, you still have Stokes, Josh Myers, um, TJ Slayton, Shamar Jean Charles, but nobody out of that is really setting the world on fire. I like Isaiah McDuffie. I just don't know what he's going to end up being. But the first two drafts, you thought you had talent, and you got four guys left. I mean, it's not even like four guys are starters and you got other guys to fill the bill. You only have four guys left out of those two drafts. That's that's not good. The guys you do have have been solid at the top of the order, but that's not good as far as the overall draft and sustainability. You can't you can't continually fill a team that way. But he's been good with picking up free agents. He's been good with working contracts and such. So give him credit in that in that realm. 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, hang out with us. We certainly appreciate it. And everybody over on the Bud Light live stream, always appreciate you being here. This portion of the program being brought to you by good friends uh, over there. Great Lakes Dragway. Don't forget, Great Lakes Dragway has gift cards for the 2023 drag racing season. So get them right now for the car lover and speed lover in your life. That's GreatLakesDragway.com in Union Grove, Wisconsin. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you. Welcome back. 877-867-1670. By the way, uh, the Bills star linebacker, Von Miller, out for the season. ACL, he's done uh, and having surgery. You've got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way. They say he's got a shot at coming back in seven to eight weeks. So uh, that would mean that, uh, you know, down the stretch of the postseason, he might be able to come back. So they're kind of hoping that he's going to be able to do that. But, uh, well, I think it's kind of a long shot at this point. Um, And as Baker Mayfield uh, goes, he's been claimed by the Rams. I think we all know that. Uh, Boy, the, uh, the, the other news on Garoppolo, by the way, he avoided the least Frank injury. It, uh, it wasn't that bone. So, but they say he can come back from it. So just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of news coming out of the, uh, coming out of the NFL. Probably tells Uh, you enough about Baker that the Niners are in on Brock Purdy and didn't put a claim in. Right. Right. So, I mean, not a claim. I mean, it's not even, they didn't even look at the guy. Apparently he's going to start for the Rams on Thursday, which then would figure he'd start in Green Bay next week. And we saw how that Mm -hmm. went last year. Right. Uh, By the way, baseball news, uh, the Cardinals are getting Wilson Contreras. According to many reports, the Cardinals are picking up Wilson Contreras. So uh, he's going to be, he's going to be back. So Wilson Contreras is going to be back in the National League Central. It's just going to be with the Cardinals and not the Cubs. Uh, Thomas says, Leonard to Green Bay, absolutely yes. Ask Rex Ryan about Leonard's NFL acumen and understanding. Um, oh, I lost the drop about the, the foot stuff. The uh, Craig Rick, who is always negative, says no, and says it all in capital letters, too. Uh, no, he's proven to be a born loser, which is a completely ignorant and moronic statement, and a traitor for quitting on the Badgers. That's Craig Rick's argument. Craig Rick, 2022. You can find him over on Twitter, Badger fans, if you want to. That just he's he, that guy could wake up in the morning on an absolutely picture perfect day, and scream at God for making it too perfect. That that's Craig Rick has been just a jag for a long time. He must wear sandpaper underwear or something to be that angry all the time. <laughs> just just saying. Um, this is our buddy Dave who says, uh, I'd like the thought of Jim Leonard being the next defensive coordinator, but let's be honest, you have to make a, a full search. Don't just lock in. On, don't just lock in on one foreseen guy. I don't understand what you mean by that, but okay. Dave, thank you very much. What do you think? Uh, Listen, I'm a toe expert. Uh- <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's Rex Ryan. I found it. <laughs> He's a toe expert. Oh, my goodness. That was one year ago, almost today, the Aaron Rodgers toe fiasco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about that, huh? These last, this last year and a half has felt like a decade, frankly. It, it really has. The last year, you're, you're right, the last year and a half has felt long. Uh, Carl says, no, I don't want to see Jim Leonard become the next defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think there could be some other guys out there that could possibly have better credentials. I do like the fact that Jim Leonard was tenacious as a player and a student of the game, 
But if there's somebody better, go after them. We want the best for our team, not just the hometown guy. It seems to be like it's it's that mix. Uh, people look at the uh, results that he's had and blame him for not beating Ohio State. But people look at him and say he's really good. And But he's also getting the benefit of the doubt as being the, the Wisconsinite. They would love to see the Wisconsinite be successful in Green Bay. Others don't want to see him get the job because he's from Wisconsin. And they don't want to see him <laughs> basically you know, be ripped and ridiculed, so to speak, because we do it to every defensive coordinator. So it, it's and, – and, and really there's not a whole lot of dealing with actually the facts of is he good or isn't he good and is he capable of teaching or isn't he capable of teaching. It's that simple. 877-867-1670. Uh, Chris says, boy, I can't believe you guys haven't talked at all today about the Badgers' win over Maryland last night. Chris, you haven't listened to the entire program. We did discuss it last night. Big win over number 13, Maryland. We did talk about it right out of the shoot of the show today. See, that's what happens. If you don't listen to every minute of the program, you miss out. That's on you. That's not on me. Sorry about your luck. Uh, And then Josh says, uh, hey, by the way, Contreras did go to the Cardinals. It's a five-year deal, which yeah, we talked about. I just don't know if it's written in stone, but it's it's yeah, it, it is gonna it is gonna play out that way. It's been reported uh, by a bunch of people. Okay, Jeff. Passing five year. What's the money? Heyman. Five year. What's the money? Eighty-seven and a half. Eighty-seven and a half million. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to say that uh, Joe Barry is no good. But then again, did we overestimate the defense? A lot of players are underperforming. I start with Savage and work my way backwards. Josh, um, I don't know, and I've been asked this time and again, I don't know what happened to Savage. I, I, I mentioned it earlier today. I said, you know, I, I liked him when he came into the league because he was a guy that liked to hit. He was a safety that could cover. He was a safety that had a tenacity to him. He was a safety that could come off the edge if you needed him to, to, to you know, rush the passer. But for more than anything, he was a guy that liked to hit. I don't know what happened to him. I couldn't tell you. He just got away from it, I guess. I, I, I don't know. He's not, the, he's not the same player he was when he got into the league. Now, the question becomes, did he become less impactful because of the injury that he's trying to avoid having that happen again? Has he become less impactful because his talents have regressed or the league has caught up to him? Or has he become less impactful because of the way he's being used schematically by the defensive coordinator? You, that, that's the question you ask. And if the last answer is the, the, if the last one is the answer, that's the reason Joe Barry would have to go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, do it. Um, Corey says Savage gets lost a lot. Uh, Chuck says if Nathaniel Hackett gets canned by Denver at the end of the season, do you think he might re, uh, be rehired by Green Bay? I'd love to see him come back. I don't think he's going to come back as a quarterbacks coach, though. Would he come back as the offensive coordinator? What do you do with Stenovich? Does Stenovich go back to? You don't usually go back to what you were. Could he come on as a – could he flip-flop? Could Stenovich be the offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett be the offensive line coach, but it's a three-, four-headed monster in the quarterback room putting things together? 
you know, there's a lot there. And it certainly appears that they are completely and utter. And the question out there with Nathaniel Hackett is, is it Hackett or is it Russell Wilson? I mean, as much as you want to say it's Nathaniel Hackett, I, I look at things and go, Russell Wilson looks as if he sucks. He's not liked by the guys, and he's arrogant. He just sucks. 877-867-1670. Find us. would love to hear from you. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Racine, Wisconsin, at uh, Angry Brothers Pub, uh, right off of 20 down there. So come on out and say hi. Six to eight tonight, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We're going to be there. Myself, Mike Clemens tonight, really looking forward to it. It's always good when we get to kind of the round table together. Uh, so Mike's going to be there this evening, uh, among others. So it should be should be fun, uh, among others that we talk to, uh, that is. But it should be fun tonight. Uh, so they're kind of BSing a little bit. Um regarding uh, the the bye week of the Green Bay Packers. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, chat with us, talk with us, whatever it happens to be, bring it. We were uh, and have been all day asking the question, do you want to see Jim Leonard become the next defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers? And it's slowed, the voting has slowed down a bit. We're sitting at 575 votes. 73% of you say yes, 27% of you say no. The majority of you that say no don't want him to because you don't want to end up hating on a guy, <laughs> So, which I find rather funny. But uh, that's where we kind of stand. So uh, if you want to keep chiming in, find me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And you can find the official Twitter page, and uh, right there at the uh, at the top, just about at the top, uh, is the uh, the poll question. So keep chiming in. Um, Barry uh, Barty says uh, both both of them. The defense is underachieved for twelve years now. Three different defensive coordinators, complete personnel overhaul. The pack's approach to playing defense has failed. Time for a top to bottom cleansing of how this team plays defense. Who have who who has had this is a good question here. Who has had over time a pretty stifling defense? What franchises over time have had a stifling defense? If I was gonna say some of the best defensive teams in the in the league over the last five to ten years, who would they be, Ben? San Francisco comes to mind first. They've played pretty well. Denver as well. Denver's, yes, Denver's played pretty well. Probably New England, always under Belichick. Yep, always under Belichick, yep. Seattle, but that was more the era that was. That was Legion of Boom years ago because right now they're third last in the national in the, yeah. in the NFL, third last in yards per game. Huh. Buffalo, I feel like, is always there. Tennessee as well. Buffalo's been pretty good. I don't know how many others come to mind. Tennessee, very fundamental. I would agree with that. But 
Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's had some pretty good defenses, not an offense that lives up to it. You know, it's interesting because we don't mention the team that's had pretty good defenses over time, which has been Baltimore, Pittsburgh, in my, and, and uh, Minnesota for a while had a really staunch defense, and they didn't get it done. New Orleans. My point being is, is that when you say we haven't had a good defense for 12 years now, 2010, they weren't a punch-you-in-the-mouth defense. They were a we're-going-to-get-takeaways defense. That's how good they were, okay? Um, so, I mean, you look the, – the points per game, though, that, that, that team was really good. Uh, I think the Packers were – I think, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the Pittsburgh Steelers were number one in the league and the Packers were number two in the league that year. At points per game given up. At yards per game, I think if I'm not mistaken, like Green Bay was in the top five. But Pittsburgh Pittsburgh was just damn near number one across the board in yards and points and turnovers and all that kind of stuff. Um they were they were really, really good. Um so I cannot remember um what that ah, boy, that's a that's a great question. Just trying to trying to think about it. The Packers, the year two thousand and ten, the Packers had they were a good defense, but I they also I can't remember how many interceptions they had. It was over twenty, but they I mean they were picking the ball up. They were averaging almost a a, a pick and a half, two picks a game. They were that good. They were that good at getting picks. I think they were, ah, God, I can't remember. But they were that good. They got a lot of turnovers, which in essence held down points per game and yards per game. But they, they were just really good at taking the ball away. But that was probably the last time that we saw a really staunch defense that you just knew was going to make a play. My And again, going back to my original point, my original point is, you very rarely get a five years out of a legion of boom. You very rarely get, you know, three years out of really staunch defensive play. Things change. Guys, new guys, new faces come in. Some guys go to free agency. Guys get hurt. You know, it changes. Um, but the veracity with which they play under Joe Barry is non-existent. It is very much a reactionary keep it in front of you defense. I don't know if philosophically speaking, things change from last year to this year to where Matt LaFleur said, no, we don't want to get burned. We don't want to give up over the top, you know, whatever. But I do know one thing and, and, and a emailer before somebody over on Twitter before made this point. It's a, it's a 100% valid point. This team, this defense, this philosophy of defense has been and will forever be predicated upon the offense being very good. It's get the offense a couple of scores up, and then defensively you pin your ears back, you can take more chances because you have that that ability to score at will. This defense, and for those that have witnessed it, to me, seems like it's a defense that's playing not to lose rather than a defense that's playing to be the aggressor. 
because you are so worried because you know your offense stinks. You know, for whatever reason, it just has not been able to come about. Points per game are down. You're not even averaging over 20 points a game, for God's sakes. Yeah, maybe they are now. I don't know. I, I don't know with this past weekend what it is. Um, the the Packers um, defensively or offensively are doing, but uh, I don't know where they're scoring. 24.3 points per game. 24.3 points per game. So it has come up because for a while they were averaging 18 points a game. So it has come up and it has gotten better pretty much with the emergence of Christian Watson. But this this offer, this offense was supposed to give you a score or two better than the opponent throughout the game so you could pin your ears back and come after him. And you haven't been able to do that on a consistent basis all season long. And they've been coming from behind to win games. So you still don't have that ability to be the aggressor. What you'd love to see is the Packers get a couple of scores up and a defense begin to believe and then just let Joe Barry say, okay, go get after it, instead of trying to hold everybody in front of you. And it's, it's you know, death by a thousand cuts, by first down after first down after first down after first down after first down, and then all of a sudden they find themselves in the red zone, they're putting up points. And that's that's also, I mean, it's pretty much schematically or philosophically speaking, the same for every team, but this team specifically. 877-867-1670, which, is, which explains, and we've talked about this too, which explains why when this team gets punched in the mouth and goes down, they they seem to fold. You know, when you're not the aggressor all the time, you seem to fold. I mean, get after it. The old adage is, if I'm going to go down, go down swinging. Don't go down being passive by any stretch. Uh, we got another segment yet to go. Hang in there. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are in their bye week. Their next opponent is the Rams. On Monday Night Football at Lambeau Field in about a week and a half, the Rams have signed Baker Mayfield. After the quarterback requested his release from the Carolina Panthers, the Rams have placed Matthew Stafford on IR. After it was discovered he has a spinal cord contusion, they say his season is likely over. Aaron Rodgers raised questions on whether the team wants him back next year. Matt LaFleur was asked about if he still wants Rodgers in 2023 of course so you guys know how i feel like i have a hard time looking past the la rams right now and packers running back aaron jones has been nominated for the walter payton nfl man of the year award for his work with the boys and girls clubs of wisconsin and his yards for shoes drive that raises funds for kids footwear in schools across the state it's everything that's what i do it for uh see the smiles on their faces and um just to bring joy to them and uh That's Packers running back Aaron Jones. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show, final segment before we get out of here. Ben, did you happen to read? I I meant to make a mention of this earlier today, but did did you read the Andrew Luck story on ESPN? No, I've been meaning to. I think I will it today. Is, it is fascinating. Uh, I read it last night, and uh, for those that didn't get a chance to read it, or maybe you're not a, an inside subscriber or whatever, because it's, it's on ESPN+. Plus. But uh, the question is, why did Andrew Luck walk away from the game? And he said he lost himself. 
basically. It's what it's all about. He, you know, the, the, the writer gives a great description of mundane day-to-day things, things that he loves to do. His kids, cooking for his kids, cooking for his girlfriend, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, he, he talks about how he lost himself. Because from the time you come into the NFL, you are expected to be a, you know, he said that's the reason guys get God complexes. Because you're expected to be better than anything. And you're all you're taught is this is all, this is it, the task at hand. You have nothing outside of this room. Which is why I think people get aggravated with Aaron Rodgers, because he does have things outside of that room. But fans expect it of you. You should eat it, breathe it, sleep it. It's what you're getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to do. And that's what you have to be. And he said even his girlfriend became a public figure. He said she didn't want that. She never wanted that. She just was his girlfriend. But people didn't talk to her as a person. People talked to her as, can you get me a picture or a signed autograph or whatever from Andrew? And he said he just he just got lost. He, he, he lost himself. He said you just begin to silo everybody in your life because if it's not football and it's not the game and it's not the team and it's not the franchise and it's not the fans – You don't have a life outside of the game that you realize uh, what it is. And he just said he was hurt. He was banged up. His body was breaking down. And he had this overwhelming guilt. He blamed himself for feeling like a failure because of his injuries. He said the relationship between pain and the rational thought got crossed up. He said, I just, I, I, you know, he couldn't shut it off. He became really despondent. He said it's because there's so much expectation of you and you feel so guilty because you can't perform to the level you once did because of injury or you're not out there at all because of injury and you begin to lose yourself. And he, he just he said it was just one day he woke up and just said, I, I just don't want it anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel it anymore. So it's amazing. Play Some players will say, this is my this is my drive, this is my rush. And everybody else in their life becomes somebody that's along for the ride, if you will. And then there's others that say, it's my job. I want to be the greatest at it. I want to do well, but it's not going to consume who my who I am, my my actual being, my existence. And it's if you if you don't get a chance to read it, it's a really fascinating read because he's in a great place, a great state of mind. But he's just like, you know, it just it's it's he doesn't want to seem weak. He's actually feels like he's being stronger by saying the pressure of being Andrew Luck made him leave. It's 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 fascinating. It's a really, really good read. So if you get a chance to, I highly recommend it. Coming up tonight, we are going to be out on the road. We're going to be at uh, Angry Brothers Pub. We're going to be in Racine myself and Mike Clemens going to be there. Uh, gonna have a good time. So if you're uh, down in the Racine area, come by Angry Brothers Pub tonight. We're gonna have a really fun, uh, fun evening. It's the Bill Michael Subtle. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. So we look forward to, uh, forward to talking to you tonight, six to eight, on many of these same stations and on the live stream, which is back. Also on uh, many other forms as well. And don't forget, you can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Watcher, you have a great afternoon too. Everybody else on the Bud Light live stream and listening to the program, certainly appreciate it. So until we talk again tomorrow, that's going to do it for the day. Time for us to go. Have a go. See you. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. 
Listen, rate, subscribe.